Welcome back to another episode of We Only Talk Books. In these crazy times, with one disaster after another, people are turning to art ever more to stay sane. For me and for uh, other bookworms all over the world, books have always been a dependable way to escape reality and to stay sane. So, and reading is all we have been doing. Today we are here to discuss our uh, reads of from May, and we are doing a May wrap up episode with um, all the books that we loved and hated, but mostly the books that we loved. So I'll like to start with a quote from a book that I loved. The quote goes: "Pia says that the art of reading is slowly dying." that it's an intimate ritual that a book is a mirror that offers us only what we already carry inside us that when we read we do it with all our heart and mind and great readers are becoming stars by the day this is from the shadow of the wind by carlos ruiz gascon this is one of the best books that i've read this year this was originally Uh, recommended to me by Pratibha and two of my other friends, and the book was actually gifted to me by Vinay. I uh, I absolutely loved this book for couple of reasons. The first being the setting. The book is set in Barcelona in uh, 1945 around. and it's in the setting of the world war i think and uh, the concept is such that the book mixes history with fantasy with the love of books so the book is about a young boy who's uh turning 11 and his father takes takes him to the cemetery of books a place where books come to die there he finds a book called shadow of the wind and he is so taken by the book and its author that he uh, that he uh, starts looking for information on the author so the boy is called daniel and the author is called julian there is a parallel that the book draws between the lives of daniel and julian that is so um so that 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 is so uh, interesting in so many ways that uh, it keeps you in its grip throughout and then there is the fact that the concept of the symmetry of books which i found very interesting that books come to die but then there is this person there's a mystery about around there's somebody who's sending these books to die in in a way somebody is destroying the books so there's mystery there is fantasy there is history there is so much in this book and to top it all it is brought together by beautiful writing so my first book for me 
from May, Reading Rift is the Shadow of the Wind that I absolutely loved. And this is a book that I'm going to recommend to a lot of people who enjoy good writing and is interested in fantasy fiction. So, what about you, Pat? What, how much have you been reading? I have been reading a lot, but uh, before that, I really need to say that I am so happy that you picked up this book and you enjoyed uh, The Shadow of the Wind. I have been waiting for you to read this book and I really, really loved all the updates that you were putting on Instagram when you read this book, this one. And it's absolutely one of my favorites. Uh, Vinay, have you read this one? I've read partly, but I'll have to complete it. And I started it out and then again I stopped in between for some reasons. I have not finished it. <clears throat> you really need to finish this one. No, I will. It sometimes happens that uh, a book stops in between for some reason and I'm not able to pick it up. It has happened multiple times with some other books as well. So oh, yeah, when yeah, I pick I it up. Totally agree. Uh, it happens. Yeah, yeah. Especially but in especially in these kind of days. Nowadays, it's somewhat like you need some uh, changes in between. So I'll I'll definitely complete the book. I'm not saying it, I won't, but I'll just pick it up. Possibly uh, I'll use it uh, in this. I mean, I'll read it in this month. And what uh, what uh, did you like, love about this book, that? I love everything uh, or anything in a book which is about books. So the whole concept of uh, having a secret library of books and, you know, uh, being given one book to you uh, that is yours for a lifetime. And then, you know, you the author, when the boy starts looking up about the book, about the author, and it just goes into a spiral of a whole background story and the mystery about it. I love the whole setting about it. The whole idea of that was really brilliant for me. And that is the one thing which actually uh, brought this book to my attention. Uh, when I read the plot about the book, I was immediately hooked. And I have been wanting to read the second part, but I know you and me also had a discussion that a lot of people said that it is not as great as the first one. And that is the only reason I'm not picking the second part. But uh, and- if that is also going to be about books, I'm a little more uh, curious to just read it maybe no i at the re- i'm certainly sure that i'm not going to pick up the rest of the books in the series because one uh, everybody who has read says that they are not as good as this one and number oh, two yeah. i think this book uh, it has a satisfying ending to itself yes, i yes, don't yes. see the need to yeah continue a series just because of a ending or just because it's a series yeah, if I tell you for a very long time, I was not even aware that there is a continuation. Like uh, uh, a few months after reading this book, I randomly wanted to see what other books the author has written. And that is when I came to know that uh, the book has a second part or there is a continuation of the whole series. But then, uh, as you said, I really did not feel like, uh, con- uh, you know, wanting to n- read more because this book has a very satisfying end. And which is very true. And I like the books that, you know, that that are part of a maybe series, but still have a decent ending that the person can leave the book uh, as it is. So, yeah. So, this was this one was top five star rating for me also. I really, really absolutely love this book. And the world, the world building, the city in which it is set up. And when you go back to the history of it, the way they show the historical aspect of the city, 
it was beautiful like i would really want to go and roam in those uh, uh, you know streets of barcelona after reading this one it was amazingly set up yeah so, so tell I, us one of your favorites this one tell us one of your favorites from ah, okay so i had a very good uh, reading month uh, of uh, may i finished about five to six books and all of them were brilliant uh touchwood i have this year has been good in terms of reading uh but i would the first book which i would talk about is uh, a spark of white fire uh, which is the celestial trilogy by sangu mandana um how i came across this book is an interesting uh, story so it was in uh, month of may uh, was supposed was celebrated as asian heritage month and on twitter there was uh, a uh, group reading uh, challenge sort of thing which was about reading more of asian uh, books uh, so it was like books set up in asian uh, context or written by asian uh, um, authors and this is how someone uh, retweeted about this book which is a spark of white fire and when i when i i just absolutely love the cover the cover is a beautiful uh, one for this book and the reason i went and checked the goodreads was because of the cover and the surprising part is it is it was the first line of the goodreads page says it is the first book in a sci-fi retelling of the mahabharat so now everyone who knows me know uh, is aware that i am a, a huge fan of mahabharat uh, inspired books i have almost read i think most of the mythological retellings or uh, mahabharat inspired books which came out from indian fiction genre uh for a very long time i have not read something new coming out so this was quite interesting and i was like immediately intrigued to read it uh frankly i was not expecting too much uh but oh boy this book completely completely uh you know won me i read this book in like 3 4 days uh period of time um so this uh, story is obviously inspired by uh, mahabharat Uh, so what the author has done brilliantly is she has taken up the whole plot of mahabharat uh, the politics of the mahabharat of uh, the blind king and uh, exiled princes and uh, the king's son and uh, then there is the uh, deserted son of uh, of one of the queens so the whole basic plot uh, the she has taken up and she's put up she's again set it up in a world which is set in uh, the space so the aesthetics of the story the setting the world building world building that she has done uh, of the defining the kingdoms the kingdoms are built upon spaceships and there is a sentient spaceship who talks to the uh, kid and uh, there are uh, amazing beautiful cities and all the stars and nebulas that you can gaze out from when you are looking out to the sky it is beautiful the setting was very beautiful and the the so the plot is the basic if you know mahabharat you can recognize the parallels between uh, the two stories but after one point i completely forgot about the parallels like i could i it was actually um i was so lost in the story that i could not even think about oh this is a this this, this is you know this is a parallel between the mahabharat or this character is being used like that so it doesn't really matter if you know mahabharat or not if you just go into reading this book as a usual fya fantasy it is a brilliant brilliant fantasy uh, novel 
it's a epic fantasy uh, uh, sort of thing and the characters are amazing so the whole book is written uh, from the point of view of esme who is the deserted uh, uh, princess so she was sent away by the queen uh, uh, immediately after her birth and she she returns to her kingdom and she has she returns to the kingdom with uh, with a plan to win back the kingdom for uh, her brothers but then things just you know change things just fall apart for her and it just come up as a completely different uh, narrative and oh my god there is a hate to love uh, story which is going to happen like it has been set up in book 1 and i think it's going to develop more the romance is going to develop more in uh, book 2 i suppose and i can't wait to read book 2 i am like so so uh, excited to read the next part so the third part is going to come out in 2021 and that's what i've been waiting that once the book is uh, the final part comes out i'll pick up the book 2 and read all the both both the books together um but yes this was my one of the best books which i read in may and i absolutely loved it completely it does sound interesting uh, is, the concept of uh, like when you think um, mahabharata we think mythology we don't think fantasy and science fiction coming together yes uh, this is a very good point uh, dds because when i was reading this book i actually uh, realized that no one has treated mahabharat as a fantasy novel uh, if you say i mean if you if you if you don't consider the age of the kings and the people who were fighting those wars and obviously it's a adult fantasy but but basically uh, instead of taking it as a mythology if you take it as a fantasy there is so much you can do with the story and there is so much in the story there are so many uh, uh, you know arcs of the story that can be taken up and can be developed into amazing uh, short stories or uh, you know like like this this is a this is a, this is a brilliant example of what you can do with mahabharat completely new and no one even has to know the uh, story to enjoy the book so i know that a, a friend of mine uh, uh, she is uh, an american friend of mine she was reading uh, uh, the book uh, oh man i forgot the name which is a famous book about draupadi by uh, uh, chitra benarayana palace of illusion shit i am so bad with names okay so, so this lady was reading the palace of illusion as a part of uh, this again uh, the asian heritage month and she uh left the book after few chapters and i was not surprised because i actually had this uh, the, you know uh, this uh, fear that she would not connect to the story and she would uh, you know leave the book in the middle and she did that uh, because if 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 i think back about it people who do not know the whole story of draupadi or mahabharat would not connect with palace of illusion easily uh, there is a lot mm-hmm. of background story which you need to be aware of like you need to know what all the pieces for where the pieces fall what are their feelings to actually appreciate the uh, story of palace of illusion it is a brilliant book but but the someone who does not know mahabharat cannot read all those mythological retelling but this one a spark of white fire uh, this is brilliant anyone can just pick pick this up and read and there are, if you go to good regions read the reviews so many people love love absolutely love the book and uh, i read a uh, uh, i think i was uh, following this author on twitter and i read about her that she wrote this book uh, inspired you know to tell these stories to her uh, kids and i think it's it's beautifully done she has done a wonderful job i am really really 
uh, happy and impressed by I mean, I, I'm, I'm really glad I came across this book and I read this one. I have actually read The Lost Girl by this author and I remember enjoying it quite a bit. So I will surely pick this uh, A Spark of White Fire for sure. Oh yeah, definitely you should. I mean, as 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 a lover of a YA and fantasy, I think uh, both the both the uh, spots completely checked. Uh, no no, uh, you know doubts about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have done my first book. I cannot go anymore. I I can go more, but let's give the time to Vinay also. So Vinay, how has been your reading uh, last month, and what books are have you come up with to tell us about? so i have been reading different kinds of books i am not focused on any one genre though i have been tempted to so i have read lot of amar chitrakatha i have read some thrillers i have read some children's fiction some photography books so i have had a little bit of an assortment but yeah i am thankful for the reading month that has been may and i'm slowly picking up uh, normal longer books books are over 200 pages so getting back to my reading habits i suppose uh so the book which i want to talk about first is called still alice it's by lisa genova it's a literary fiction which is related to mental health i am reading this book for the second time in uh, 3 years or so i read first in 2017 18 and now i picked it up again in may as part of the month on mental health awareness i just wanted to read something to contribute to that and i ended up rereading this because uh, i wanted to and also because uh, one of the books which i had ordered on amazon did not come in time uh, so still alice is about the character named dr alice holland dr alice holland is a renowned expert in linguistics at harvard and she is also a cognitive psychology professor over there she has uh, three married three children and a satisfying marriage everything seems to be on track but you know how life is suddenly a uh, twist and turn happens and uh, she starts experiencing fleeting forgetfulness and disorientation so whenever such things happen i think more often than not people go into denial that it's something serious they just uh, attribute it to something normal like uh, aging or maybe menopause like uh, dr alice holland did but uh, it continued to persist and then when she consults a neurologist she gets to know that she is suffering from early onset alzheimer's disease and Uh, getting to know that her life is turned on its head so alzheimer's as you know doesn't have a cure completely uh, to uh, completely treat the condition successfully so as she go, goes on experiencing the symptoms more and more uh, clearly she struggles to find meaning with her, meaning and purpose with her life so how the novel deals with how she uh, goes about her daily uh, activities her how her how she reacts to her condition and how her caregivers react to condition as well it is a very uh, touching book and for me it uh, strikes a 
it strikes a nerve raw, raw nerve because i have lost a relative to mental health illness i am in mental health condition like this so reading it from that perspective it makes it more uh, poignant i think lisa genova has uh, done it done this book complete justice because in such a condition when somebody goes through such a condition it's not just the person who is affected but also the condition uh, the people around her the family the caregivers the uh, people they interact with everybody also goes through something or the other uh, emotionally that Uh, what happens you know so i think lisa genova has done it in a very uh, seamless way very complete way how uh, how such a life is affected by such an illness in the end uh, uh, dr alice has to give a speech to a set of students and i think the speech is one of the most memorable parts of the book which i remember even enjoy i mean yeah you can say i enjoyed reading that speech uh, back in 2017 18 and uh, rereading it and rather rehearing it on audio through lisa genova's voice i think that made it a little more uh, heartbreaking but uh, you you cannot say anything else about this book it's something i i think i might again reread it someday in the future but uh, i don't think so i can go much further into this at this moment at least it sounds interesting dinesh no it is interesting that thing is uh, it's also a little hard to read sometimes like you really need to be in that mood or uh phase of mind to read these like it's it's a little difficult for me to pick up these books very frankly I do not easily pick up such books. Yeah, I think uh, I this has been on my TBR for a while, and the reason why it's been there on for a while is the same because you need to be in a place where you can take it, understand it, feel it, everything. Otherwise, you are not doing justice by reading such books. Yeah, it is a it's a very uh, touching kind of book. I mean. i don't know whether i can recommend it to people wholeheartedly also but i do want i do think this is a book that uh, needs to be read okay okay so uh, now i want to talk about the book that i read in may and i did not like it as much i thought of avoiding it but the thing is that nobody i know has read this book so i just wanted to come here and talk about it and hoping that some of our readers might have read the book and could uh, reach out and talk to me about it because i'm really i really want to talk to somebody about this book so the book is called uh, the ballad of songbirds and snakes by susan collins it's a prequel to hunger games so this book was announced quite sometime back and i was actually hoping that it would be uh, the hunger games uh, of the year that hamish won but uh, before the release itself we uh, 
uh, found out that the book is going to be about uh, Korea Lenin's uh, snow. That is President Snow uh, as he was 18 years old. Back back when he was 18 years old, and he was a mentor in the 10th annual Hunger Games. Uh, I have to admit that my interest level in the book had gone down a bit when I found out that it's going to be about um, President Snow because, well, we we just hated President Snow in the Hunger Games. So who wants to know more about why the villain is the villain? But then again, it could have been a very interesting story to see how the character became who he was when we saw him at Hunger Games. So finally, with that in mind, hoping to understand why um, President Snow uh, became the man he became. Uh, and we had Finnick tell us so much of his history, so many of his secrets in book uh, three, that I thought maybe it would it could be interesting to see that personality also. Uh, but I was really, really, really disappointed. Uh, there were places where I was actually doubting whether uh, this is the same, this is from the same author. It felt so different that so many points, so many places, that I had trouble uh, believing that the book was from the same author in the very first place. Then the Hunger Games itself was uh, not that interesting. Well, one could, uh, you know, argue that once you have met Katniss Everdeen and the trouble she stirs up, it's difficult to live up to that. But yeah, the Hunger Games was disappointing. We did discover a little bit uh, information on how the Hunger Games the concept of the Hunger Games and the game makers, how they developed the Hunger Games, but that wasn't enough uh, enough of a reason to uh, read through so many pages and chapters. And the other thing is that the ca central character, Coriolanus, no, he's an 18 year old boy in this book who feels like a whiny teenager and you can't wait for him to grow up. It, it is clear that they are having a hard time financially, their family, but the way he keeps on whining about it, when his uh, grandmother and cousin are struggling, going through the same things and they are handling things in a different way, obviously, but the self-pity uh, and the whining was just too much. So this was like, I wish I had kept reading this book on the whole. You know, I have not read Hunger Games. I have not even watched the movies or read it. It, it has been on my TVR for a very long time and I want to read them. But I am like not really sure that I would enjoy the genre or I would enjoy the books because I have heard a lot of mixed reactions about it. 
and mm-hmm. also i don't know somehow the books just keep moving away from my tbr like i keep picking up another book so this has never reached the point where i even watched the movies or read the books yeah mm-hmm. same here even i have not read or watched the series yeah i know yeah. well a lot of people a lot of readers around me have even the people who have read hunger games trilogy haven't read this book and i wish i was one of them right now <laughs> <laughs> you know dear that reminds me i am not sure how many how many of you are fan of the twilight series but do you, i do you know that there is a book coming up in august which is uh, going to be from edward's point of view Yeah, and uh, do you remember the scandal surrounding this book? Well, no, I don't remember. I I'm just a little in- curious uh, about this because I absolutely love Twilight series. I love all the movies also, and I think I became a fan of Robert Pattinson after the movies. So I absolutely love everything about uh, the Twilight. Okay, perhaps we need to talk about this off the show because. I don't think so. I can control my language. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. That that's some scoop. I really need to get to it. But but, but yeah, coming back to Midnight Sun. Yeah, coming back to the Midnight Sun. Uh, she had actually started writing this book long back, and a part of it had yeah, part of it had yeah, the part of it was leaked by somebody close to her. So she had yeah. given a long. uh let written a long letter saying that she knows who has leaked the uh manuscript and that yeah. because of which she's not going to write any more or release the book i know i know i i, I vaguely remember the, something like that because because when this news came out about bindaid sun that's when i remember that oh there was some leaked manuscript and something of that happened a uh, long time back and i am i have a very very bad memory about these things so i would not I remember the details of it but i guess i fairly remember uh, uh you know uh, reading about uh, this one um so uh, to say i'm this, not reading it um i, I would still be <laughs> to say that i would still be reading okay so uh moving on mm since we are really really into this episode and it is going to drag along so let's do just just one more book each rather than doing three books let's just book do one more book so one book if i have to pick uh if to talk about okay i really wanted to talk about carry on by rainbow uh, rovell and also mention about the island of sea women by lisa c oh uh, let me think about it okay <clears throat> i'll talk about uh, carry on by rainbow rovell because i really wanted to talk about uh, this book for a lot of reasons i mentioned in the last episode also uh, uh, because that time i was reading uh, carry on by rainbow rovell uh, so before i read this book i was not aware that there was another book written by uh, rainbow or uh, rovell which is the fan girl where she where she writes about uh, the main character is writing a fan fiction um, about uh, a simon snow series uh didius you might be aware of it because you have read fangirl i suppose yes 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 okay so uh fangirl in in fangirl the lead writes about a fan fiction about a fiction about uh, simon snow series uh so what rainbow rovell has done is she has picked up the characters from the uh, simon snow series and she's written the whole series okay so carry on is actually about simon snow so okay. it is the first book in the simon snow series and uh, 
the biggest the, the the first thing you will notice or you will read or hear about carry on is that it has a lot of parallels or it has a lot of um inspiration from harry potter books so it is a it is kind of a hit and miss for a lot of people a lot of people enjoy this in this book and a lot of people who are huge harry potter nerds some uh, they, they 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 could not connect to carry on at all okay because this is kind of a spin off on the harry potter and what it does is it takes the basic setting and characters from the hp and it turns everything into a different version which for me it worked i actually enjoyed carry on uh, for for a lot of things that were lacking in harry potter maybe which we didn't realize when we were reading harry potter and i love harry potter still uh apa you know keeping all the uh controversies from jk rowling aside i would not go there but i still love harry potter and i would always uh, love harry potter um but carry on worked for me totally um so the so first half of the book was really good uh the first half of the book is just setting up the whole background story for simon snow uh, and his uh, friends and the school and the mentor that he has so you it, it feels like a lot of is going on uh because just imagine that you know um um harry potter um uh you know was a seven part uh, books um but mm-hmm. uh, and uh, this book is just one single book so a lot of background story a lot of stories a lot of fighting which were very elaborate in harry potter is just like casually mentioned in this book to set up the context of it uh so that's how the first part goes we come to know the three main characters uh simon he's a walking mess like only thing in his favor is that he is very very kind and he totally believes in the cause that he's fighting uh he's fighting the insidious humdrum oh that's the name of given to the creature who's eating the magic from the world and he's 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 like very very uh um uh, uh, you know very sincere in all his efforts he he cannot do much but he's very sincere in everything he does whatever he does and he's obsessed about uh, his roommate baz uh penny is a best friend uh she is witty she is brilliant she is blunt and uh, but she is one of my one of the my favorite uh, characters and she's absolutely amazing uh, with with both these boys like uh so you can you know see the parallels buzz he is my favorite favorite person in the whole series and i think uh, i absolutely would love to read just his part if i ever pick up other books uh because his monologues are amazing his attraction for simon his whole persona is so beautifully shown and he has this amazing you know a uh, vibe about him that you want to read more about him you want to know more about him and he is beautifully written he is uh, his dialogues are one of the uh, one of the best part of the book if you pick up the book and see a lot of quotes mostly it would be from bars point of view and they are like very very beautiful so the story is quite interesting and easy to follow uh there is no third uh, person villain uh, uh, character in the book but it but, uh, but it actually works on the trope that most most of the time the villain is among us and we don't realize that uh, you know uh, we are the villains of the story uh, when we are uh, so obsessed about fighting something so th- there is a very gray area between the good and bad and it just sometimes we cross that areas it is that kind of play uh, in the story and i kind of like the logic behind it and i kind of like the uh, story so i absolutely loved carry on uh, i think i would really recommend it to uh, people to read it with a you know with an open mind and i hope they can enjoy the book as much as i did 
I for one am going to certainly pick this one up. I think you both will like it because because I gave a fair fair warning that uh, after a point you can you know I mean you will keep seeing the parallels between Harry Potter and so many people said that it is oh it is a bad badly it it is it, it reads kind of a fan fiction of Harry Potter you can say that way right? but it is not badly written so it, it is. Okay, it I is, love the Harry Potter fan fiction no problems at all. <laughs> I know you read that. <laughs> Actually, when I have read a lot of fan fiction of Harry Potter, so <laughs> and, and 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 sadly, I am like avoiding fan fiction these days because uh, I have come across a few books uh, which have uh, amazing, amazing fan fiction written about the books. I have read those books and or or I have watched the shows and they have some brilliant fan fiction written about it. But from my experiences reading fan fiction about Harry Potter, what I know is the fan fiction is a very dark hellhole. You cannot go down there. Once you go down there, you cannot read other books. <laughs> it just takes I was actually going to say that let's do a, uh, another episode just on fan fiction. Oh, totally. I, I can pick up my favorite uh, Harry Potter fan fiction when I come. come uh, we can do completely one episode on fan fictions of Harry Potter. I will totally yeah. love the episode. Possibly, I think you both will have to do that episode as a duopoly. I don't read fan fiction much, so you both. So can... in the meantime, we'll uh, suggest you some, and you can read and give us your feedback on that. Yeah, yeah, we we would definitely like feedback, and if it is a contrary, <laughs> we would love to have that on the show. But yeah, okay, let's moving on. Uh, uh, we are totally going into a different tangents now. Oh, okay. So Vinay, next book. Yeah, so I think now that we are uh, enjoying ourselves completely, we'll just forget about the time of the podcast for now and we'll continue what we were going to do. Yeah, go uh, on. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the second book which I wanted to speak of today is uh, called The Humans of New York. It is uh, It started out, I think, as an Instagram or a Facebook page. Uh, I'm not sure which at the moment. So... Humans of New York is a book. It's not a novel. It's just a it's just a collection of photographs which have been taken by the author Brandon Stanton. So you uh, they say like uh, a picture speaks a thousand words. So each of the photos in these books, there are two books in the set. Uh, I read both of them uh, back to back, and they speak a lot of uh, words which. Otherwise, uh, and the caption and the rest is left to the reader's imagination. I quite enjoyed uh, going through the photographs and imagining what the story behind the photograph was just based on a short caption. So, for example, uh, how do I put it? Let me just uh, say. So, there is a uh, a photograph in the first book of the thing, which is just a couple on the anniversary of 9-11, hold, uh, holding each other and very emotional. So seeing that you get uh, you get the poignancy of the day, of the memories, of everything, uh, it just comes flooding to you. And even though you have never been, even though I have never been to that country and... Uh, been part of that uh, emotion, those emotions which come back every year on that same day, I'm sure. I could just see, imagine that picture that very easily in my mind because of this book. 
and the second photo which i would say struck a chord with me was just a small girl in a pink dress holding a basket you don't see that kind of innocence in photography nowadays and it didn't seem posed at all the girl is giving a giving a pose but it seems very natural it seems like she just having fun uh, giving brandon stanton that opportunity to click her so it just gives me a chance to uh, explore those emotions whether it is uh, happiness sadness victories struggles whatever it is just through photographs if somebody can speak so much i think this makes this book is something uh, which many people will enjoy i think this was recommended to me by multiple people across the last few years and uh, it was a part of my bookshelf since long as well so taking it up and going through it was something i found very enjoyable so uh, humans of new york i've seen their facebook page uh does the book have the stories with the photo like they put it up on facebook uh, and the thing is the first book is just photographs with a small caption not every photo has a big story attached to it but uh, the mm-hmm. second book is called humans of new york uh, stories so in that each photo has a longer story associated with it so uh, what uh, brandon stanton has done is in the first book he is just Uh, given the opportunity for the reader to imagine the story in a way and in the second book uh, he himself has uh, explained some st- stories of the photograph okay okay they have so some I, amazing stories on their facebook page oh so definitely you, even in the second book also uh, the stories which are there are so poignant and sometimes very happy in the moment kind of stories as well and mm-hmm. uh, i don't know i in a way i like the first book better because it could make give me a little more more uh, leeway to imagine things but the second book has some wonderful stories to enjoy as well i think this is a book which uh, many people should be having in their shelf perhaps you can give it a try in both of you as well Sounds interesting. Like I have read the Facebook page and I liked uh, some of the older stories a lot. Uh, yeah, probably I can also pick up a book and see once. Yeah, I think it will be available in many libraries also. So once the libraries start to come across again after the lockdown ends, I think this is a book which you both of you can explore. Okay, I I have I will I will actually it's on my. to buy list which i don't know is out of control totally <laughs> <laughs> i think that list is out of control for all three of us <laughs> so now, now i have a list of the list now it is it has come to a point wherein i have to make a immediate tbr list from my tbr list and you know i keep reshuffling things <laughs> so i have to make list about knowing where the list is there <laughs> I think that happens to me also. Yes. Yeah. And I do my dramas also. Then, then I have I have completely list for seven life, the reading mm-hmm. and then watching dramas. Oh my God, we need we need the forty eight hours in a day. Oh, definitely. <laughs> okay, did 
Actually, I think you are very excited to share about yeah, your last yeah. trip. So please yeah. go ahead. Let's yeah, that's what... the only reason we are continuing uh, this call, uh, DDS, because exactly. we really want to hear about Miss Pond. Okay, go on. Yes, yes, yes. So I finally started reading Miss Pond by Miss Pond series by Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. This has been on my wish list, TBR list for like ages. One thing I knew because this series was recommended by so many people, I actually absolutely trust with that. I I knew I wanted to read it only when I had the trilogy in my hands. So very good. An, I yeah, read it. Was an, I I read I read book one in 2016-17, and then I had to give it a gap of like five six months because I could not uh, get time to pick up the other two books. and then when i picked up the other two books i had to reread book 1 and then i read all the three books within a span of one month so i know that feeling it was a very wise decision to pick all the three together i know i wanted to read it in paperback and i knew i wanted all the three books at least out of the seven in my hands before i started and this was one of my impulse buys this year uh, just when uh, amazon started delivering books again after the lockdown I gifted the trilogy box set to myself for my birthday, and I started on it. And I've already finished book two, and I'm on on the third book right now. So initially, I wanted to talk about the first book, but now I want to talk about it as a series so far. So first thing about Mist Bond is the concept of Mist Bond and the uh, magic setup of Alumancy. So. This is a fantasy world that is set up. Actually, this is part of a universe set up by Brandon Sanderson. He has many series, each series in a different planet on this universe. So, uh, the one Mistborn is set up in the magic system there is called Alomancy, and just the potential of Alomancy and uh, that we that can that it has. and over the two books we see the main protagonist so far is called a girl called gwen she is actually exploiting and exploring the uh, the concept of alomancy and she is discovering more than uh, rest of the population knows about so the magic setup magical setup is one thing the world setup is another thing that is amazing where we see a system set up uh, where there is obviously an oppressed class there is a dark lord for those who uh, those of you who like a mysterious villain there is a dark lord in book 1 and uh, there is a prophecy uh, so there is so much there in the world setting the magical setup everything and then there are the characters so book one is based on a character called kelsier and his apprentice win kelsier is a troublemaker i think throughout the book there are two three not two three times about a dozen of times where somebody or the other is asking kelsier are you mad so eventually kelsier goes on to say yes i'm mad let's make make that clear and can we just move on so he is a troublemaker who 
turns out to be much so much more by the end of the book and then there is win who's been raised by her half brother in a way that she doesn't trust anyone she suffered a lot and she doesn't trust anyone now kelsher has taken him uh, taken her under her wings and uh, introduced her to a group of people who are everything is just exact opposite of everything that she's been uh, led to believe by her brother now who does what does she believe who does she believe what concept does she believe in so there is that there then in the second book again now win takes a much more important role plays a much more important role uh, there is lots of action yes that's another thing dandas anderson is setting up such a huge world with so much going on with so many characters yet from the there is action from the very first chapter there is no way where the space lacks just because the author is setting up a world for you to discover so that the and the characters aside from the protagonists there are a bunch of characters that you are absolutely going to love oh, actually yeah. going to root for whether it's a person called breeze whether it's a person called clubs or a kid called spooks yes there is a kid called spooks so you are going to love all of them and there is nothing absolutely nothing about this uh, series so far that i can say that i can nitpick about i have just loved the ride and i'm told i'm going to uh, have i'm i am i should look for a surprise but i don't know whether i i have a foreboding and i don't know whether i'm going to be surprised or not but i hope i'm surprised by the end of it please people anybody who likes fantasy who likes epic fantasy who likes magic who likes good characters who likes fun uh, fast paced books please pick up this series and i have not even completed the series yet and you know what uh, i have talked to a lot of brandon sanderson fans uh, like i once was a part of a, a book a book club group on uh, facebook where they were uh, like hardcore uh, fantasy uh, fans and uh, what they said was that uh, mistborn trilogy is not like one of the best works by brandon sanderson like there are other the other books by brandon sanderson are way above mistborn and so i am like really really uh, you know i have been trying to pick up uh, more books by him for a very very long time and i actually started reading one of his book and i read i think two three chapters then it was brilliantly done um Uh, yeah so after reading the first book i actually looked it up and that's when i realized that brandon sanderson has so many series but yes. each series is set in the same universe but different planets so yes. that concept again i found it very interesting i'm definitely very going interesting. to read the other series and, and well. most of the series and most of the books are complete so it it it, it is not a shade on uh, any other series but at least his series are complete so you can at least go and read and enjoy most of his work yeah i'm going to get all the all the books in the series at the same time and read i have no doubt i'm not going to regret it 
Oh yeah, totally, totally. Uh, I think we should uh, once you finish this one, let's decide on a common uh, book to read, and at least I can read with you, uh, DDS. I would love re re uh, co reading a book with you. So pick up anything by Brandon Sanderson after you finish this one, and I'll. Read I it. want to read the Elamsis series next. Same. I I pick. I, I have that book. I I think I have it on my Kindle. I definitely if I, if not, I'll buy it on Kindle version, and then let's let's read together. We'll do that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so okay, so now can I talk about uh, my third book also? Yes, please. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll be very short about it. Uh, the 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 book which I wanted to talk about uh, is the Island of Sea Woman by Lisa C. Uh, it is set on a Korean island of uh, Jeju, and it follows the story of uh, two girls, uh, Mija and Youngsook. Uh, so the story is uh, alter alternate between uh, the current time and the time when these two girls first became friends, and which was around when they were seven to eight years old. Uh, they first came across each other and they became friends. Um, so this is the story spanning, you know, from eight years of age to eighty years. Now Youngsook is eighty years in the present time. So this is a span of like you know seventy years. The whole story has gone uh, with these two becoming friends, and then uh, whatever happens in their life. uh through the through becoming adults marriage children and everything uh so the background of the story is that it is uh, set up in this island uh, which has been a very uh, uh you know a sought after uh, island or sought after place because it's it, it 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 is situated in a way between korea and japan that 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 a lot of wars which happened uh during the 1930s and 1940s in the world war the korean war the japanese colonialism everything which happened it deeply impacted this island the people of this island and it is a brutal brutal history uh, of this island being impacted by the wars and and the way it impact the people the way it impact the women the most so that was a very very hard read uh, hard uh, uh, for me to read and i really had to take some breaks between reading this book over one weekend uh, but ab what absolutely kept me engaged to the story was the story of these two girls uh, uh, these two girls um are are part of a henyo so henyos is a female diverse collective uh, and it is uh, it is from the very very long uh, uh, old times that uh, on jeju island the women divers are actually the ones who go into the sea and they collect their uh, collect uh, uh, livelihood and they sell it off and uh, they do it without they, they used to do in the beginning they the, they used to do it without any you know uh, the tank or without any uh more of a not a, like i think even now mm, they do it very naturally kind of thing they go go into the waters and uh, bring up the uh the catch from there so that's how the, the whole group is called henyos and uh, these two girls are part of that diverse collective so one of the best thing about the book reading the book was the uh, focus on the bonding of the women the women who work together who go into the sea together they come back to their houses together how they share that huge bond and it is written somewhere that you know uh, the henyos the divers are always in pairs so they go into the water in pairs and they take care of each other and it is said in one of the sentence that you know sometimes they share more with each other than the bonding with their own husband or family and it was so beautiful to see that bonding like you really miss friendships you really miss that woman in that uh, bonding when you are reading the story and you you can see the whole beauty of it like how much it is very important part of anyone's life to have those kind of friends those kind of support system you cannot go through 
the kind of brutal things that are the, the kind of uh, tra- the, the tragic things that happen in the story you can't go through them alone unless you have that solid support group behind you and that was one of the best thing to read about this book uh, it's a historical uh, fiction it's a beautifully researched historical fiction um the way it describes the beauty of the sea of the island is as good as it describes the uh, tragedy this that that happened to the people of the island uh, it was one of the best reads for me it was a difficult read and i don't usually read historical fiction for sometimes the same reason but i think lisa c has done brilliantly in this book and i would really love to read more of her books this was beautiful now you just added another to my tbr and two by english Yeah. <laughs> the day I the day the day we talk about a book and we don't add it to the TBR would be you know uh, I don't think that kind of day will come at least between uh, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vinay. So the last book. All right. So the last book I think which I will talk about is called The One and Only Bob. it is a fiction by katherine applegate it is the second book after her book the one and only ivan so the one and only ivan is a book which i read last year as part of a challenge uh, i picked it up because the book was gifted to me and also the center central character is a gorilla in that book the one and only ivan ends with ivan being uh, ivan and an elephant named ruby Uh, finding a new home and one of the sub, uh, smaller characters in the book who is a dog named bob is the central character of this book which i came across last month in may as an audio book so the one and only bob is the uh, focuses on the dog named bob the book happens in three parts the first part is uh, it gives a background story to bob the second part happens in the present uh, where bob is living with his new adopted family george sarah and julie and with, with the adopted family he goes to visit the park where the elephant ruby and the silverback gorilla named ivan both are there and at during one pre- uh, such a visit uh, a hurricane hits that park and Uh, leaves in its wake a lot of devastation, and that part particularly deals with how Bob looks at uh, the devastation and what happens during uh, that particular time. The third part goes after uh, beyond the hurricane and brings about some other aspects which I don't want to give spoilers to at the moment. The book, which is an audio book uh, narrated by Danny DeVito, I think. listening to the book this is the first time i'm listening to an audio book and not having uh, text to fall back on in case i don't uh, get the text uh, get the voice and understand how what is going on so it was a different experience listening just to an audio book and it was fun i think debito has done complete justice to all the different voices which he has had to portray and the book flows easily and seamlessly between one part to the next there are moments where i whooped in joy because of the emotion that uh, came then and there are moments of poignancy it is it, i think uh, just like the one and only ivan this book has also done a magnificent justice by katherine applegate 
and I finished it in a couple of sittings. Uh, it was uh, memorable for some uh, quotes as well. I have not taken it down in a pad. I think there's one quote about forgiveness which comes to mind immediately as I look back at it. This is a series which I have enjoyed so far. I think uh, after this book, I'm very much looking forward to and hoping that Catherine Applegate uh, writes a book called The One and Only Ruby, which takes the focus on to the elephant named Ruby and her story. Because she has a knack for uh, portraying uh, both uh, good and bad from an animal's point of view and this would make a very much a brilliant addition to that series. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that that happens soon. This sounds fun. Yeah, it's a cute suit, I think. It is, it is a very good, it's a very fun book. I, if I remember, I read the paperback of the one and only Ivan, and this is an audiobook. I'm just waiting for the paperback to come over here so that I can procure the copy. And that actually makes a big difference to me. I don't actually go for multiple versions of the same book and once I'm decided that I want the paperback that means it, it's been uh, that good a book that I wanted it as part of my shelf. So I think uh, we have had a lot of fun talking about our favorite books of me that yes. the time has just flown by it's like uh, almost and our Listeners uh, got a glimpse, uh, like got a chance to uh, hear us uh, uncensored. We usually have to censor ourselves uh, to keep within the time <laughs> limit, and this is what happens yes. when we don't censor ourselves. Exactly. I am are... in favor of month. doing it the same next month. We are doing a June wrap up also. We are doing a monthly wrap up every month after this. But let's yeah, yeah, let the wrap up uh, episodes have no time limits, please. Yeah, I think so, but not not uh, not a half an hour time limit or something. But we do need to keep a cap on time, otherwise it will end up becoming uh, endless. Because I think when the three of us get together, we can just go on talking about books, and the time will not stand yeah, in that's, our way. That is that is why we are doing this, right? We only talk books. That's all we have in our life to talk. <laughs> uh, but I think the re listeners to the podcast also need some. Uh, time space as well let's see we'll uh, look at what june brings us yes yes happy reading people i know june has already yeah. one week has passed but i wish a lot of good books to you and to all the readers happy reading mm -hmm. and may you come across amazing books and have brilliant brilliant time reading those stories and uh and we happy. Maybe start reading with one series please <laughs> <laughs> yeah i oh, think yeah. i'm definitely going to start reading the miss bond series as well yeah Totally, totally. Please do. Mm. So, and we did do right. the honors of announcing our next uh, read-along Yeah, book I was for... just about, yes, definitely. So, as, as mentioned in our last podcast, we had taken up a cozy mystery as the genre which we wanted to co-read. And the book we are reading together is called The Elementary She Read by Vicky Delaney. It's a Sherlock Holmes bookstore mystery, I guess. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, do check out the book on Goodreads. I don't think so. We can uh, tell you a lot about the book. It is uh, just, Actually, I it can. has two caps. 
you can but the i think this is going to be the tagline of the book is fans of sherlock holmes will delight in the fleeting duo of gemma and jane in elementary shred so oh, that's wonderful i think that uh, is enough of a uh, push to the reader uh, push to our listeners to go check out the book on goodreads or amazon and find out more about it so thank you for listening to us and we'll come back to you with the next episode on cozy mysteries soon till then enjoy your reading bye people bye everyone bye everyone